That's another $40 value. Why are you not buying this? Yep, I don't know. Valentine's Day. What Buy are you thinking? for your lover. Or lovers. Buy. Yeah. Buy multiple. Hey, if you got two lovers, we'll give you two for $120. <laughs> anyway, check it out. It is at myavidgolfer.com. Buy it for yourself. Buy it for your lovers. Buy it for your enemies. Whatever. How cool is that? Order me a jet. It's, well. As long as it's not a helicopter. And, you know, this well, is. I'll learn that, right? Waste Management Open, it was it was crazy. The people were flying helicopters back and forth, right? Don't fly helicopters. No, not anymore. Not, not for a while. But um, there's a company there selling rings. They're trying to get people to put. Their, for your finger or something else? For your, for your finger to put in. Checking. Hey, you should, you should. I mean, they're trying to say you should carry our rings in your pro shop. Kern got that. I'm wondering. <laughs> What happened? Nothing. Nick, just keep going. We're having a little. So I look at the guy. I said, "Hey, on the body hammer. What do we call this thing? Percussion therapy. Percussion therapy. So I guess she could. It's like a drum. That's what percussion is typically. You're a mess. That's what. Isn't percussions drums? In a band? They are. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) On you. So are these these gun-looking devices that when you looks like a power drill? It looks like a power drill, but it it you can put a uh, any all sorts of uh, attachments. A tanky attachments. <laughs> Why do I get stuck with words like that? I don't know. And it's a, it's <laughs> like a it's like a jackhammer. Yeah. And you stick it in one of your muscles, and it's supposed to break up any um inflammation. Okay. Stop smiling at me. It makes just, it worse. You know. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Help. Look Look at my watch. <laughs> so you saw it. It was significant. Uh-huh. So I, I put it up to, to the <clears throat> ass wipe that hit my – can I say that? Mark, to dump did. that. Dump mark, that. Mark it <laughs> and dump it. <laughs> <laughs> this was what the segment was supposed to be up before my, that ass wipe hit my car. Mark uh, and delete. <laughs> <laughs> tidbit note from the PGA show that I that I saw. Mm-hmm. I'm walking through the Oakley booth. All right, and there's a whole display of Ray Bans. Interesting. When did, did they, they buy, buy Ray? Them? I, they must have. Who knows? Everybody's swallowing everybody yeah. these days. Jeez. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Is the XFL doing anything dramatically different than the NFL? Well, you'll have they, to tune in here in about 10 minutes. Lots of rule changes. Yeah. Rules. Lots of rule changes. Yeah, tune in, Craig. And then dump it. I'm just going to Google it. <laughs> and Google <laughs> it. Google it. He doesn't have a front license plate. But here's the thing. If you know where our, our office is. I do. I go there every you, day. You that's telling the P1s. Uh-huh. Oh, Jay. We might not even have a show next week. It just might be the open for six straight segments. Hey, good morning. It is 8.0. Seven, the ticket. Good Saturday morning to you, wherever you may be. This is the T Box. The last 26 years, 
I'm Rick Arnett, and that's Craig Rosengarten. We're with Avid Golfer Magazine. XFL, believe it or not, is on the cover this month because uh, big game Bob Stoops, who's going to be coaching the Renegades, is on our cover. Had a good and little interview with him. Uh, and a golfer. With Eli. Uh-huh. Normally, he plays out at the AT&T, but he, I guess he's not this year. No, he's got a game today, tomorrow. Yeah, it's be a hell of a quick commute. By the way, do they have Marconi Awards for openings? Doubt it. It's a shame. Yeah, Jay does one hell of a job. I think Jay just rubs his hands just gleefully during our show. and just. So how many marks do you typically have on a show, Jay? Um, can't use them all. No, I can't use them all. I usually have about five or six, but last week I filled my page before the show was over, before this yeah. show. And so usually I have a page full from just Country Force so and you guys. Every, if every, did everybody know I was we were that off last week? I did. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I thought I walked away. Thought we had a good show. Oh, it was a good show. It was oh, a great it's just, show. It just it's just where your batting average is. <laughs> last we week, just, well, there was just so much stuff to pull that I had to use all of it. Sharpen your pencil, Jay, because in about. 30 minutes, I'm going to have a Bloody Mary. I've got it ready. You know what? Oh, you have one too? Yes. My prediction is he will broadcast more succinctly. Succinctly? Yep. I don't know. I think you will. I think it, I think it slows your brain down a little bit. Yeah, so that's what you think the problem is. My brain's too fast. That's why I can't think of words. Your brain is faster than your mouth, and you get stuck on a word. And Well, okay. well 810, you were up for another e-break. <clears throat> And killer, was, be, killer beat you. I wasn't aware. That's all right. We made it That's five right. whole shows of 2020 before an e-break nomination. Yeah, That's it's not one bad. Week. That's one week for the rest of the guys. Yeah, that's true. But well, this is from the lead, coming the... from the guy who said he was going to be e-break free all year. Yeah, I, they usually I last a, about 20 seconds. Was it a legit e-break? Mm-hmm. It was good enough. You'll hear it at 810. All right. All right, we're bearing the lead, though, because we're at the greatness of one of our favorite establishments. It's Union Bear Brewing Company, and it's in Plano, right on the southeast corner of 121, the Sam Rayburn Freeway, and the Tollway. And we've been here multiple times, and every time we're here, the operating partner, uh, Tanner Fleming, does a super job. He gives us our coffee in the morning. He'll bring out some <clears throat> an array of delicious uh, meals that we will just devour or we take it home and he looks just like john malkovich so how about that ah, union bear brewing, say huh? that say that pay him pay the man his money yeah it's a good movie yeah i can see him saying that yeah. at a high stakes poker game <clears throat> with a you, little russian you want to draw mike <laughs> you got to get him his oreos though okay <laughs> so we're out here and we're gonna be here till 10 o'clock today and in a little bit, we'll give you a little incentive to stop by, and it'll be worth your while. One of the things I noticed about this place, Tanner showed me, is they enclosed the outdoor patio. Nice. Part of it. You can still go out farther because there's like this canal out there. It's really pretty. It's, it is nice. And But now it's, you know, now it's enclosed. They have the heaters in there. So for these colder nights, you can still go, still feel like you're outdoors. Uh, it looks fantastic. You and know what I'm going to say? Our, Do I have our, a choice? Our li- yeah, <laughs> really. Our listener is smart. Yeah. Our demographics of the T-Vox are very smart. Start planning. 
right here, right now, this is the place you need to watch March Madness at. Mm, great point. Right? Yeah. I mean, come on. That's so much better. Point. Or your the XFL uh, debut tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be on the golf course. I'll have to check in via social media to see what's going on there. Uh, we'll be here till 10. And don't forget to check out, we have uh, three different uh, private clubs up on Ideal Golfer. You go check it out. It'll be worth your while to uh, satisfy your curiosity. And we have Kern out here, Engineering. Good morning. Always, the always perfect Kern. Good morning, Kern. How are you? I'm peachy. Always no. wearing the Avid Golfer... Uh, it's impressive. Laundry. Have yep. to represent. That is. He does it's a impressive. good job at that. Back at the station, the the king of all board ops, at least I think so, Jay King. For all Saturday board ops and for the uh, 8 to 12 time slot. Absolutely. Hey, are you part of the the uh, big announcement Monday, Jay? Not that I know of. Okay. thought maybe you might be moving middays, weekdays, I mean. Sounds like there's going to be some rearranging on the Titanic. So we'll see how that goes. Titanic? It's, it's not a, the Titanic. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big, humongous radio station. Yeah, but it ain't it dwarfs sinking. everything else. Come on. No, the, no, the Titanic is when it was floating. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find another ship that didn't sink. Yeah, I was just about to say, hmm. the USS Constitution. Oh, that one sunk. But all the famous too. ships I can think <laughs> yeah. of are the sinking We'll ones. keep going. You're on a roll. <laughs> And Russell Scott will be doing tickers, I believe, twice an hour. Yes, sir. How are you guys? How is you? It's okay. Doing well. It's been a while since I've been with you guys. So. I know. I, fi- I figured you moved onward and upward because yeah. that's what people do on our shift. Yeah, where's Sam Hale today? We stick around, and everybody else, uh, you know, gets a little bump, and they move up in the world. Well, about 11 o'clock last night, I told my wife, I should probably check the schedule to make sure it didn't change. Are you kidding me? Lo and behold, it changed. Well, it wouldn't be so. the first time we were tickerless. But I didn't want to leave tickerless. you tickerless. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I appreciate right. that too, Russell. So we have this thing going. <clears throat> Let's get this yes, thing. Yes, when somebody doesn't show up, Jay gets irate. Well, he should. It's the one thing that gets, he doesn't gets have to, Jay more than anything, right? Yeah, everybody should be responsible. It's not like irate shifts. or angry, but it's like anxious. I'm like, oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Did you do a tick? Did you wind up doing a ticker that one day? No, that was uh, Travis. I thankfully had a wedding that weekend, so I got uh, off. You know what? I applaud his chutzpah. It's not the easiest thing in the world to jump in and do one. Craig can tell you. Um, if you if you get sabotaged and have somebody write it for you, then it's really bad. And you don't proofread it first. Yeah, that was another issue. All right, let's get the show on the road. We got a lot of golf to talk about today. And first segment. I have a little bit about uh, a review about the new CBS coverage because they were touting it was going to be the latest and greatest, and it was going to be it was going to change the paradigm of the of the presentation. But first, I have a new best snack. A new best snack, and it's healthy and it's awesome. And we'll huh. talk about it next as we broadcast from Union Bear Brewing Company in Plano. All right, 819 on the ticket. T-Box out at Union Bear Brewing Company today. Big thanks to operating partner uh, Tanner Fleming and Tony Smith. He's the VP partner of the 33 Restaurant Group. He's uh, he's a fun guy to play golf with. Talks a lot of smack and usually backs it up. He's entertaining. So he wants to make a bet. We ain't making this bet. So I just we'll need make it different. I need a new partner. Where's Conrad? Conrad make the cut this week? 
Yeah, he did. Damn it. He's 300. He said, all right, let's play two-man team best ball. Him and his partner versus me and you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Whoever wins, they get four more remotes for free. Nope. We get 333 free Cali, Cali. Oh Jesus! <laughs> cauliflower pizzas. There you go, Jay. What? Wait, it's a hard you? word to say. No, it's not. <laughs> not for somebody over seven. <laughs> Jesus. It's better than saying Nick Price is leading the the pizza yeah, Russell. right now. Hey, Russell Scott. Did I say Price? You did. <clears throat> no, I said Taylor. See, Nick Taylor. But it looks just oh, like Nick Price. I've got it written right, correctly right here. Okay, maybe you and Craig need to do a show together. <laughs> what would you call that? Train wreck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but funny. All right, so we'll be here for the next two hours. This segment brought to you by the greatness of Club Corp and their one membership. They have a bunch of uh, private clubs in town. Here's the beauty of it. You join one club, you get the one membership. You not only get half off food, you get to play all those other clubs for like a card fee. It's genius. You get like so you're basically getting like nine or ten uh, memberships. And you even have the business clubs. Yes, Wanna you do. Impress somebody? Go down to the Tower Club. Yeah, I agree. Playing their uh, um, simulator. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yep. Very good. All right, eight thirty. Got a little leaderboard to talk about because, believe it or not, even though the strength of field for the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am is not what I would consider uh, stout, the leaderboard looks pretty good. does. 850. With, with Nick Price. Nick Price. <laughs> By the way, he used to be my favorite golfer. First guy I ever interviewed at the station. Really? I did it at Colonial, and um, I see him in the locker room, and I said, Mr. Price, would you, would you have a couple of minutes? He goes... Sure, mate, as long as you allow me to smoke. And he smoked the entire interview. It was about a half hour. That was back in the day when men were men. Because they smoked? Yeah. He didn't fear cancer. How's he doing now? I think he's doing good. Okay. Still upright. But he was great. He was like, wow, is this, this is going to be easy. Every athlete's awesome. This is going to be, if this is the way interviews are, I'll be doing these all day. And well, then you went to Curtis Strange. No, then, it, yeah, well, Curtis Strange. <laughs> To my least favorite person in golf. <clears throat> Quick story. So I'm at the Nelson, and I would always go there on a Tuesday to uh, garner, garner up the interviews because the guys weren't really into it yet. They weren't serious. So I'd go up on the, and I'd ask them stupid pet trick questions and things like that. And <clears throat> Some waiting. And By the way, you did a good job, and, and we never played it. I think they played it during the... Uh, Kobe, week, but you had we had a fun one with Kobe Bryant. Yeah, we could probably play that later. We could probably play it during the mix. That'd yeah. be good. I think I think it's been enough time. <clears throat> and so I'm kind of surveying the action. I'm waiting for guys to either show up or, or finish. I didn't want to interrupt in the middle of their practice session. So Curtis Strange is standing there with his arms crossed, just kind of surveying the action like he owned the place. I say, hey, Mr. Strange, how you doing? Nothing. I said. Uh, Rick Arnett from the local radio station here, the ticket. I wonder if I could ask you a couple of questions. What's it like being in the media and all that kind of stuff? He goes, nope. I said, nope what? Like, no, not now or no ever? And he goes, I'm going to say never. I said, why? Because you're so busy? Mm. And he goes, what are you, what are you, smartass? I said, I didn't start this. You're in the media. So you're, you're, you're supposed to... You're, you're changing now. Now you're not a, a jerkwad 
golfer. You're you're in the media, and you should be more accessible. And he goes, I don't think I need a lecture from you. And he said, said that to you? Yeah. And I said, no, I think uh, you do. Wow. I think you do. And I don't know if he softened up or not, but he's my least favorite you know, he, golfer on the when, planet. When my, Way when too I, self-important. I got married, and... Um, we we drove we traveled around to see some golf tournaments and I went to grad school up in Rochester, New York, where my wife and they had a U.S. Open there. Yep. Which he won. And he was so so he was just rude to everybody who was there. And my wife's like, "What's with that guy?" So, well, it's, it's a major. He's probably working. Snapshot to about three weeks later, <clears throat> we go down to Atlanta. Uh, where I went to college, and, and we went to Atlanta to go watch a tour, the whatever that was playing in Atlanta. And he, my wife is sitting next to a cameraman. Uh-huh. And the cameraman's just sitting there. He's got his camera ready. didn't take a single picture, nothing. Right. And he missed about a three-foot putt. Mm-hmm. And he railed on that cameraman. Yeah. He stayed there. He was late for teeing off his next shot, for his next tee shot, because he just had to rail on that cameraman. The cameraman almost was in tears. He's like, what did I do? Nothing. Just him being a jerk. Yeah. It's too bad. Was a good golfer. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to segue this into, before I get to the, my best new snack. All right. The CBS coverage. So it was a big deal. They had uh, brought on, they got rid of Gary McCord, Peter Costas, which, you know, some people like McCord. Some people think his bit has been I over for years. I didn't notice him much lately. That was the one thing, like... Well, yeah, he hasn't been on the air this year. No, I mean, at the end of last year. Hmm. I, I remember him 10 years ago. He was like the face of the broadcast. Him and Faraday were yeah. great together. But I never... I, it's like I never noticed when they said when they said that they were letting him go. I was like, is he even on? I didn't even notice. Yeah. So he left, Costas left, and they said they needed a whole new paradigm, a whole new dynamic to... A fresh... A look. fresh look, a fresh sound, because golf is getting a little stayed, and they're kind of doing the same bit every time. And I kind of get it. You want to bring in younger viewers and whatever. So they bring in Davis Love the Third, who <clears throat> off the course is not a bad guy. I heard him on a Hardline remote one time, mm-hmm. and he was really good. And they brought on Trevor Immelman, and they brought on there's another guy, not Nicholson, not Nicholson. What's his name? I don't know. There's another guy. Anyway, he's a teacher. And it's worse. Davis Love doesn't move the needle one bit. He doesn't say anything insightful. He's very Lanny Watkins. Well, at least Lanny has a take. Davis yeah. doesn't want it. Davis is at that point, he doesn't want to criticize anybody. Yeah. He tries to be everybody's friend, which makes it the most boring broadcast in the world. Trevor Ommelman is, is no different. He's, in fact, at least Costas had the bit where you can see the See the Konica right. swing? I like that. And uh, and he was decent. I mean, I always thought it was a little hinky when when he had to criticize one of his students, like when Paul Casey would blow a big lead yeah. or something like that. That was always interesting. But they haven't done anything better. And they're trying to bring in more technology, more top tracer, all that give kind of a, stuff. Give it a little time. Nah, I'm saying no. it's not going to happen. I'm just saying the best they were. As wh- whether you liked them or you didn't, they were different. It was when McCord and Faraday were so here's So here's my, here's my question to you. If Tiger comes and starts winning and starts playing and winning, uh-huh. and Jordan starts playing and winning, uh-huh. and you don't have Nick Taylor slash Price <laughs> leading tournaments, you have Phil Mickelson leading tournaments and uh-huh. Tiger, and these guys stay terrible, mm-hmm. 
but the ratings stay good. They would be better. The ratings are going to be real dependent on who's on the leaderboard. Okay, more so but than still, anything, right? But still, I John want to be, Daly all of a sudden has a resurgence since playing against Tiger in the final group. I get it, but I want You're, to be entertained while I'm at it. Yeah. I want them to roast a Tiger. I but, want them to roast a film. But Madison. I'm what I'm asking is, is if that happens and these guys are bad, do they make do they make a change or say, hey, look at the ratings? Uh, it's all predicated on the star power of the of the tour. Yeah. I get that, but still, when they said they were going to make this big shift, they didn't do anything. Well, they did something, but they didn't do anything better. No. So why? And they kind of just cut off the legs of McCord, and they didn't give them any warning. They just didn't renew their contract. Yeah. And it made no sense to me. Um, you know, it's funny. Even Faraday, as much as I like him on NBC, he's been like neutered. He's not funny on NBC. Mm. It's weird. And he's not even on that much. No. So I find that interesting. But, again, uh, to your point, if the if the star power is there on top of the leaderboard, you don't care. But, man, I, I would like a little more insight. I would like could, a little more you jocularity. Could, you could turn down the TV and turn up Paul Stankowski. Good. On on PGA Tour Radio, mm-hmm. which isn't bad. Although I got, I've never done that. I want to see. I wonder if it's synced up, how well that would be. You'd have to probably delay something. Okay, I don't know. so on to my new best snack. So you and I, I think, push each other to try to eat healthier. Yes. And, uh, you know, we're trying to stave off old age, and God knows what else comes along with that. So we're trying to, uh, to push off Father We don't have George Dijon anymore to do it with. Yeah, so we kind of self-monitor, yeah. self-manage. Yeah. So, and I'm a grazer. You're like a big eater for, you know, like, a big lunch, dinner. I'm more like smaller meals, but I like to have more frequently. Mm-hmm. So some do, somewhere during mid to late morning, I'm always trying to come up with something, either one of my energy bars or something like that. But I'm a huge fan of guacamole. Maybe I don't know if anybody's a bigger fan of mine. In fact, I only know two people in my life that doesn't like guacamole. One is my brother. Two is our old editor, Robert Rodriguez. I'll give me another I, one. Which I find ironic. So my best friend, 6'5", 325 pounds of them. Mm. It's the only food he won't eat. It's weird. I just think it's I Isn't think that it's crazy. Great. It gives you good, healthy oils, all this other when stuff. He eats everything. Like so, but the downside of guacamole or getting avocados in general, you watch, I would throw away a lot because they get brown. Once you open them up, unless mm-hmm. you squirt lime juice on them, they're they look kind of disgusting. I don't like too many things that are supposed to be green that turn brown. Yeah. Okay. But now in the in the vegetable section of almost any supermarket, they have these individual packet guacamoles. You get like four to a bo- uh, box. And I use that, and I use the baby carrots as dippers. 90 calories. Been doing that for a long time. Have you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I just haven't seen you at the that. office. No, I, I don't. I find it gets messy, and then you have an empty thing that you put in your trash. You want to eat that on Monday. Your trash doesn't get emptied until Friday. Just, yeah. You're a strange man. That's all I can say. I'm a happy man, though. <laughs> <laughs> Something to be said for that. All right, it is 8.31 on the ticket. T-Box out at Union Bear Brewing Company. Sooner rather than later, we're going to be uh, maybe taste testing one of their new the items, the is, Reuben do want, sandwich. Do we want Tanner to make our Bloody Marys, or do we want the bartender to come in? I think whoever makes it will be special. It will be special. Because that's all they have here are special at, yeah. here at Union Brewing Company. At Union Bear you Brewing see they have Company. a sign up at the, on the bar that says, We love kids, just not at the bar. I like it. That's a, that's, that's a, every bar should have that up there, right? Yep. And this is brought to you by Arcus Golf. Go to ArcusGolf.com. Get their players prime. 
program where you get uh, discounts on rounds of golf, you get free range balls, you get a crush burger, and you get to taste test all their properties here in uh, in the DFW area. Yeah, and they have a private club now. Yes, they do, Lantana. How about that? All right, up next, we got a leaderboard. Actually, pretty good. I need to ask Craig one question. All right. Along with that, we'll talk about that next on the ticket. Hey, the greatness of classic BMW. Right down the road, right up down the tollway from Union Bear Brewing Company. Brings you this segment. They, uh, I would say if you're looking for a good-sized SUV, the X5 would be right up your alley. Um, and they have every conceivable size and performance level in an SUV. Everyone you'd ever yeah. think of. And the same thing with the sedan. So check it out. A classic BMW. The 2019s are ready to, to be sold because they got 2020s coming in right now. They had a, I was there this week. They had a 2019 X5 mm-hmm. that was white. That was on. I I was there for maybe an hour just chatting away, and I bet there were 10 people who wanted to buy that mm-hmm. car. Yeah. All of a sudden, it was like, hey, it's a year old. It's the discount. I didn't have to discount that anymore. So many people wanted that thing. There you go, baby. <laughs> All right, 850. The RNA and USGA decided to unveil their long-researched findings on if there's a problem with too much distance in golf. I'll give you our take at 850. And then at 910, speaking about Craig's car, remember we kind of had the hit and run where it was actually one of our customers <laughs> picked up his golf balls, slammed into Craig's car, and never to be seen again. So he'll give you an update on that. And I have a question for Craig at eight, at nine ten two, another follow up. So we'll talk about that. Huh. And then at nine thirty, quick hit on SMU on their golf coach, and uh, one of their alumni has officially hung it up for TV. And he would be a good I addition. Say maybe he ought to be called, uh, contacted by CBS. Yes, that would be good. All right, but first we do have a leaderboard. Because I believe it is sponsored by DNM Auto Leasing. And that's what we're going to go with. And right now, they and have one more kids. round. Org. There you go. Uh, they have one more round before they make the cut. That's one of the things because they have a, a large pro-am. And I'm trying to think. If I had the opportunity to play there, is it worth twenty five grand to play three rounds? Um, I would. I mean, it depends how much money I had yeah. in the bank. But I, I certainly would be on a bucket list if I won the lottery. I think so, too. I think so, too. Three rounds, you get to play Pebble, you get to play Spyglass, you get to play Monterey, and you also get the chance to go play uh, Cypress Point on a Monday. Mm. So I think I'd be in. I think I'd be in on that. But your leader, not Nick Price, because that would be a story, but uh, one Nick Taylor. He is 1,400. He's won once on the PGA Tour. That was way back in 2015. He's got a two-shot lead. I, it, there was a, it was maybe his first turn. Ter, there was a story behind his first win. I remember. I can't remember what it was, but there was. I remember he won. I'll have to look that up while you go ahead and keep going. Gonna, <laughs> there was something. There was something. We just kind of filled. You just kind of trail off. He <laughs> started off strong. Uh, Jason Day who has the best scoring in the last 22 rounds at Pebble of anybody that's played there. Last 22 rounds, which is a five and a half tournaments. He's at 1,200. He's had a fourth and a second. That's why I picked him on one of our DraftKings this week. 
He's in second place. Phil Mickelson in third. 11 under. He said he's been driving it like a stallion all week. I don't know if I've ever heard that analogy before, but he won it last year, and he came in third over in uh, Dubai last week. So he's doing uh, he's doing pretty well. Uh, good to see those guys on the leaderboard. You got Dustin Johnson at 9 under. He's lurking. Charles Schwartzel, who hasn't been seen for, I think he's only made like 3 of 10 cuts, and he changed out his gear again. He's at 10 under par. I looked at him because he was cheap, but uh, I didn't think he had the legs to do that. The guy you would need to watch, and this guy is going to be a future uh, TV commentator. He'll be along the, the same lines as Faraday, I think, is one Harry Higgs. Have you seen him? He's an SMU product. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> he looks like a frat rush chairman. I mean, he just looks so unkept. He looks so un-PGA Tour-like. But he's funny. He's self-deprecating, and he's playing really well. He's eight under, and he won last year. So hey, he's, by a, the, he's a guy you need to root for. By the way, uh, Nick Taylor. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, rem- I kind of remembered this. He won the Sanderson Farm in 2015. He had broken a string of ten consecutive Americans winning events on tour, mm-hmm. and he broke that because he's from Canada, and he was the first Canadian to win in ten years. Since Weir? Since Weir. So mm-hmm. I kind of remember there was something about him. There you him, go. But Good call. Anyway. Uh, Patrick Cantley, who has not smiled yet, <laughs> he's at eight under par. But man, that guy—I think he's eighth in the world now. He's up, he's just I know, killing it. He's—it's an interesting <laughs> dynamic if you care about this thing. That the America, the U.S. will be able to take four players into the Olympics, mm-hmm. and there's six of them in the top twelve. So the jostling, uh, there's no guarantee any of them are going to be in. Mm-hmm. Maybe Kepka's got a guarantee. Maybe he might not play, but he may not play. I, I wonder if they're going to have Olympics if this coronavirus keeps going. But that's another topic. Interesting. That, that uh, let's see. Max Homa, who's one of our, I like. He's a good follow on Twitter. He's seven under. He'd be another guy that would probably work out really well on he's TV. Playing really well. Yeah, I, he is. I believe he's he'd be too much scorched earth for TV, but you learned to tone it down. We have. <laughs> I cuss like crazy off the air. Uh, let's see anybody else of note. Because again, where's, they play one more round. Where's our boy, Mister Spieth? Mister Spieth, I believe, is at two under par. He's right. He's going to be fairly close. That's on the cut line. Yeah. So, now, the weekends are his his problem. He doesn't do well on the weekends. And he's not making a lot of hay on Thursday, Friday, either. I know he's working through stuff. We've talked about him ad nauseum. And everybody has confidence that he'll get it back. But I also know he's a pretty high-strung kid. And the longer it takes him to get it back, the more he's going to fight. I mean, I mean, I mean, fight against it. He's just going to, sometimes he'll be his worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And at some point, everybody does it. You got to make a change with something. And he did make a change with his, with his uh, trainer. But the next things would be, uh, would be caddy and uh, instructor, depending on how he's going. So yeah. he is chasing the almighty distance, which we'll talk about at 850. And, but he's not long enough to miss a lot of fairways. You start hitting from the rough out here, you're you're in bad shape. Uh, that's really it on the, as far as anybody noteworthy. Again, it was one of the the lowest strength of fields of the year, which used to be one of the best. And a lot of the big hitters, uh, 
you know, Rory doesn't play here. Tiger doesn't play here, which amazes me because he does well at that course. But there was a number number one player in the world, former one number one player in the world who plays here. David Duval <laughs> fired himself in 84 first day. Yep. What's he doing? Well, he not only did that, he shot a, you know what? Shot a 69 the second day. No. But he's plus 14. But you're out of you're out of it at that point. He withdrew. Uh-huh. He did. Um, but. I I applaud him. I guess in one respect, he he's a past champion. He can play if he wants. But when you talk about all these guys like uh, like a Tony Romo being bitched after taking up a player's spot. So did he. So did he. He has no chance. He has no game. He's not on a tour level. I'm going to say Tony Romo would have beaten him. Ooh, maybe. Maybe. That's a good question. You know, that would be a good uh, head-up play. Call Shell. Wonderful world of golf. We'll do match. We'll do that match. That would be Tony interesting. Romo versus David Duval. Would David Duval take that I'm challenge? I'm taking Romo on no, that. No, would, would, but would Duval take it? I'm not so sure. Depend if it was a nice little payday. You know what? Thanksgiving. That would when they be do awesome. Tiger Mickelson, Romo versus Duval. You know what? I don't even care about Tiger versus Mickelson anymore. Right. Don't I care. I want to see Romo versus Duval. That's a good match. It'd be an awesome match. I like that. It's a good call. Let's mm-hmm. see if we can make that happen. Would that get more eyeballs than uh, Tiger versus Phil? Yes. I think it would, too. That's a question. I think it would, too, because Duval's still relevant because he's on the Golf Channel. But, by the way, did a good job on that. And Tony is, well, he's ever-present. Yeah. Football. Uh, I'm surprised he's, is he, I think he's playing in this. I think he's the an amateur yes, partner is. with we somebody. We haven't talked about the, that thing. That, <laughs> that <laughs> thing? <laughs> the amateur leaderboard. That's which is uh, won by, is leading Baker and Meeker. I don't know who Meeker is. Um, do you? You're no. laughing, you hyena. Who's Meeker? I know, it just sounded funny when you said it. Oh. Yes, that's why I laughed. Larry Fitzgerald's tied for first, and whoever Mickelson's playing with is tied for first. So Larry Fitzgerald is a roughly a 9 handicap, 9-10 handicap. He helped out his player on Thursday by seven shots. They say if you can help your pro by with four, you're doing really darn good. So I'm tied for 50th right now going down the lead where I still haven't seen Romo. Hmm. So I thought for sure he was playing this week with somebody. I thought so, too. Because it would be right up his bag, right? Three rounds of golf. Yeah. Interesting. I keep looking. We'll find it. Or not. All right. It's 849 on the ticket. Uh, the last two rounds should be fun. Today is when they have when they critique everybody's swing. Everybody's celebrity swing that's on Pebble. Yeah. And they definitely do it on the 17th, 16th. Uh, Tony Romo is playing with Jim Furyk. Okay. And he's tied for 128th. And they ain't making it today. You can take top 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top 25 it. in ties. Hey, uh, Paul Stankowski won it one year with uh, Andy Garcia. And they accused Andy Garcia of sandbagging because he shot way out of his handicap range. So. Anyway, it could be good, good stuff today, and it always depends on the weather, so keep your uh, ears listening to that. All right, it is uh, 8.50 on the ticket. That was brought to you by the Texas Junior Golf Tour. They're down at Horseshoe Bay this weekend. They are for a tour championship. Yeah, big-time stuff. That's a great course down there, and they're, by the way, they're rebuilding Almost their clubhouse. 200 players. How about that? So check it out, Texas Junior Golf Tour, the TJGT.com. If you want to get your kid involved with some competitive golf, might lead to some uh some money for a 
college scholarship. You don't know. All right, up next, distance. It seems to be the bane and the benefit of everything golf. And the USGA and the RNA have made their decision, or did they? And we'll talk about that next. 8.59 on the ticket, T-Box out at Union Bear Brewing Company today. And we are about to uh, enjoy Cheers, mate. a lovely-looking Bloody Mary with garnished with their world-famous and locally-made beef jerky. So uh, thanks to Tanner Fleming and the staff here. By the way, uh, somebody asked, David Duvall didn't shoot a 69 yesterday. He withdrew in the middle? He did. He shot a 46 on the front. A 46. Give me Romo. He had one, two. He had one par, one, two, six bogeys, and two doubles. You know what? I could do that. I was about Hell, to say, I might play give me him. Rick Arnett. <laughs> then he closed with three. He had a birdie on 11, then three straight bogeys, and he quit before he hit 15. Yeah, I think I'd take Tony Romo, too. That'd be a great match. I think it really would. All right. Let's see. So there's been this consternation over time that the golf ball is going too far. These guys, the pros, can hit it too far. They're making every course obsolete, and courses have to be 75, 7,600 yards. There's not enough real estate, and it costs too much to maintain these courses because of the acreage. And so we need to do something. And Jack Nicholas, for years, has been shouting, we need to roll back the golf ball. Of course he would because – which I think is a little disingenuous because he hit it farther than anybody back in the day, and they weren't he had a, he had a distinct advantage. Mm-hmm. So the RNA and the USGA, the two governing bodies, I guess the PGA of America is, has a hand in there somewhere. They came out with they did a study over two years, and they've concluded that I'll read this verbatim. Any further significant increases in hitting distances at the highest level are undesirable, whether these increases in distance emanate from advanced equipment technology, greater athleticism of players, improved player coaching, golf course conditioning, or combination of these or other factors, they will have the impact of seriously reducing the challenge of the game. Okay, maybe. It's a bunch of freaking horse hockey. They want the guys to play wiffle ball. I'm sorry, it's wrong. We all, we never want to go watch a guy putt. Okay. And I'm gonna here's I'm gonna look at this for I'm gonna look Come on, spit it out. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so do you wanna know the Drink driving bloody, Mary. the driving distance for this year or last year or pick a year? And I wanna go through the top ten of driving distance and see It's gone up a yard a year. No, I wanna I don't wanna do it that way. I wanna tell you who they are. Okay. And you tell me are these guys dominating the game. Okay. You wanna go this year or you wanna go another year? Go last year. Last year? Yeah, because it's a full year. Cam Champ. Mm-hmm. He dominating? He's playing. He's won twice. He's won twice in two years. I'll take it. Okay, Rory, Rory a second. Give Rory. Luke List. Mm-mm. Never won. Wyndham Clark. Cratered last week. Bubba Watson. He's won. He's double-digit wins. Not last year. No, but. Never he, won last year. No, but. I'm talking about last year, driving distance, okay. didn't win. Mm-hmm. Seth Reeves. Do you even know who he is? I've heard of him. Trey Mullinex. Remember him. Tony Finau. Yep, he's good. He hasn't won, though. He can't close the door either. Cameron Davis. Okay, Aussie. Jonathan Vegas. He hasn't won in a long time. 
That's your top 12. Okay. Then you do get to Brooks Kepke, Gary Wood. These guys are hitting the ball longer, but it's not – It's not. Uh, Go to total driving because that's where they take distance and accuracy. Okay. I'm happy to do that. Because I want to see how that changes. Okay. It should. But the, but the argument is these guys don't care where they hit it because they're going to have a wedge in their hand. Okay. You want to do total driving. Uh-huh. Okay. That means you not only hit it far, you – they combine that with how well you keep it in the fairway. Huh. If accuracy, distance, yeah. all measures, total driving. <laughs> all right. Let's see. Gary Woodland's first. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, good. So good for you. Yes, he won a major. Mm-hmm. Chase Kepka. Chase? Mm-hmm. Was he play, like three rounds on the tour last year outside of the uh, Zurich with his brother? Had four events. Okay. John Oda. No. Victor Hovland. Hasn't won. Nope. Bryson DeChambeau. He's pretty good. Ryan Moore. Mm. DJ Trahan. Mm. Doc Redman. Mm. Jonathan Vegas. Mm. Sunjay M. So the one that the one stat that's going to matter more than anything will be strokes gained T to green. You want me to look at that? Yeah. Fine, think, I'll look at that. I think that's going to be the, the tell-all. So here's the deal. Yes, the the courses are getting too now keep this in mind and I'm gonna go back to there's only one other sport that I know of that has a change of equipment in when the pro for the pros versus amateurs and that's uh, and that's baseball. Mm-hmm. Every other sport that I know of keeps everything the same. So but in this realm, the pro golfers are so much better than the amateurs that oh so they're not in every other sport they are but what ha- outside of baseball with the aluminum bat versus wooden bat the ball doesn't matter in basketball Mm-mm. the puck doesn't matter in hockey Mm-mm. um they're faster stronger too football i mean a three point line may need to be moved back again because could be that might be the next that might be the closest to the PGA tour saying you know what it's too easy for these guys but the stroke average has not gone down precipitously since Byron Nelson. Mm-mm. Maybe Tiger in 2000. Other than that, because everything's a zero-sum game. You want to make the course uh, easier by, by hitting it longer? Make the rough higher and you know, make the fairways uh, I'll give you a narrower. stat, too. The second year Fred Couples was on tour, he, he was thought of as a big hitter. Uh-huh. He was hitting his average tee shots were 268. With a persimmon, probably. And when he turned 50, his average driving distance was 295. Mm-hmm. It's all the, it's the ball, mostly. I think it's mostly the ball, then the proper equipment and fitting. I think it's fitness, too. I'll make that third. But here's the deal. Everything changed when they went to the solid core ball. When Pro V, when Tylus came out with their Pro V1, it changed it's almost everything. The, it was really the professional. Remember when the yeah. professional came before the Pro V1? But was that like, was okay, it. We can do this. Yeah. And then the Pro V came in. And, so think yeah. about this. Think about Bolada and think about Persimmon together. Mm-hmm. You talk about a lot of spin, and spin kills distance. Mm-hmm. Kills accuracy, too, for a I, I don't disagree that the that all those things, you know. Look, people are faster, too, right? I mean, look at the mm-hmm. – I bet we're breaking records in, in speed and everything else. It It's just – it's the nature it's of the beast. It's called evolution. Yes. And I, I don't have any problem with it because when we're watching, we don't want to watch them 
make the six foot putt or make a forty foot putt. I mean, that's not the exciting part of watching them on 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 TV. So here's here was the the first knee jerk is when Brooks Kepka won sixteen under at Aaron Hills, which is the was the longest course in U.S. Open history. Mm-hmm. And he shot sixteen under because mm-hmm. there wasn't any wind. Wind is the one defense for yeah. every golf course. On the other hand. Do us amateurs need to hit everything the pros are hitting? My, th- my theory is this. We, amateurs, their distance has have not gone up significantly over time. The average guy hitting a golf ball is going to hit about 220 on their, on their driver. That's mm-hmm. the average, okay? I think the average is 200, actually. Whatever it is, yeah. it's low. It's not 290, 300. Um, the ball speed hasn't changed much. Even if you get fitted, you might add a three, four, five miles an hour just because whatever you had before was off mm-hmm. the rack. But if there's ever a sport other than baseball that probably needs two sets of rules, it's golf. Now, do I want to see guys bun it out there 260? Not necessarily. But it'll still reward the longer hitters because everything's relative. They're still going to be 20 yards longer than the average guy or 30 yards longer than the average guy or 40. And if I want to see these pros get challenged, that's really the only thing that's that's separating. And why would you care? Would you care if the if you knew the pros had a different ball than you're hitting, as long as your ball goes farther for you? Do you give a crap? I don't. It's all because golf's very selfish. And I want to hit the same clubs going into a green that the pros do, and that's where I figure out what tees I'm going to hit. And that may be the, the tees and stuff, but I kind of want to use their equipment. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I, I, you, you know, I know that I know that that baseball is different. If we played baseball, we would be using metal bats. Yep. And I. So I why kinda, is that a problem? Not a problem. I, because it's been for forever. I, I, you'll have a revolt. Doesn't mean it's right. No, I'm not saying. I'm, I'm telling you about human nature, not okay. about what's right or what's wrong, Rick. You just, yeah, you just won't. I mean, we're all going to pine for whatever they got. Look, they changed their clubs, right? Right. They can't Daily. do square grooves anymore. No, but they figure that they figure out other yeah. stuff. Yeah. So the pros are good enough. They'll figure out a way. Yeah. And then the tour has to figure out, do they want to counter that by how they they set up a course? Yeah. Faster greens. Tighter fairways. Higher rough. All that kind of stuff. I don't have a problem with... with Pros, because we don't hit what the pros are hitting anyway, except for the golf ball. Everything I know, else, it's not the golf we ball don't. Either, buddy. We don't get it. We don't get what they get to hit. They, they're special one-offs. We get the same model name, but we're not getting the exact same specs typically. Well, and, and most of us shouldn't be using what they're using anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So I brought a. I, there's a <clears throat> the guy I play golf with. You'll play with tomorrow. Uh-huh. He his swing speed's got to be in the 70s. Okay. High 70s, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he's got more money than he, than sense, mm-hmm. and he would always buy the Pro V1, Pro V1, Pro V1. So I brought him some nice Rixon Q Stars. Okay. That are perfect for him. Mm-hmm. He's probably shaved three shots off his game. Okay. Just by changing to a ball that makes more sense than him. A pro would never farther? use a good. Did it go farther or did it better? Went the farther. Greens? He was way more consistent with it. Okay. It was, you know, when he hit a good one, it it, it, it kind of came off his club way better than what the okay. one did. All right. And so, yeah, it was much, much better for him. And so, I mean, it, you don't, we all, just because the, the Pro V1 is the most expensive ball, it ain't the best for all of us. Well, if they're building courses, and let's say they're not building courses anymore that are tied to residential communities, which kind of fund 
these courses, right. and they're all standalones. You, we're ru- we're running out of real estate. We're not increasing available land. So, I would rather them build an older school, Royal Oaks, Colonial, um, yeah, Northwood. But, but I will tell you, we look at Augusta. Yeah. And they keep they want to keep up, but even number three, number uh, thirteen is still five hundred and ten yards. They're, and they're trying to they want to lengthen want, it. But why? Isn't it fun? Isn't no, it hard enough? Because it wasn't built. It, it's not being played until, the way it was built. Until Bubba Watson knew, figured out how to hit the ball over those trees on the left side right. to have a wedge in. Before that happened, nobody complained about that hole for one minute. I'm going to tell and you It was this. still daunting. It was still a hard second shot. He's still impossible to hold the green, and you had to hit a – I mean, so but it's perfect. But it's not as tough as it used to be because these guys can blow it over all that stuff. They it's can hit still to a fun. flat area. For me, instead of lengthening the, the put a tr- another tree closer to the tee box on that left side so he can't go. So over why don't we do trees. this? The Masters can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, they just bought part of Augusta Country Club to fix that to hole. To fix but, their team, to make it longer because yeah. they want to have a tougher shot coming into a, on a par five. My thinking is scale back the golf ball, shorten the course a little bit. You don't have to make it the members' tees because there's a thousand yard difference between the members and the pro tees. You're not even allowed to hit from back there unless you're a pro, typically. And make it more of a shot maker's course. The guys that are long are still going to be longer than the guys currently, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's still going to work. But now you get to set up that course much more interestingly. And if Augusta said we're using this golf ball, it's going to you get to use it during practice rounds. You, you know, if you're playing there, you got your invite. You can play there as many times as you want to figure all that out. There isn't one pro that would turn down playing in the Masters because they couldn't use that golf ball, his golf ball. And I'm thinking, I think it'd be really cool. I'd like to see these guys hit shots that are that are not just you know, bomb and gouge, hit a driver wedge. Um I don't know. I, I I like the game right now. I think the game's fun. So, I think that we've got some stars. I think you know you, you you're gonna. I mean, Roy McIlroy is what five nine if he's on his tiptoes, mm-hmm. and he bombs it better than anybody. And watching somebody like that hit the ball as far as he goes, or Justin Thomas at 150 pounds just bombs the ball. I I'm sorry. I, I don't want to see him hit a wiffle ball. I just don't. I, I mean, it's that's not gonna be me. a wiffle ball. It'll be scaled back, but it's not gonna. It's not like they're hitting a a, a sponge. It might go back 10 percent. Might go 15 percent. So instead of hitting a 300, you're hitting a 270, 260. Is that a problem? Why is that a problem? You're not. You're watching this on TV. You have no concept of how long they hit it until they're hitting their second shot. Doesn't matter. Well, I, I don't. I don't. I don't see. Like I just showed you, the, the guys hitting it the longest aren't the ones who are winning. I don't see a problem. I don't see a problem. Well, I do because at some point they're going to run out of real estate, and it's going to cost a lot of money to maintain these courses. You're at the point of you know the max of the COR and the golf ball. I, I mean, unless there's another dramatic change in the golf ball, it ain't going to change much. It's going up a yard or two every year. So it's the guys are getting stronger. The shafts are getting better. The launch angles are changing, so there's less spin on the ball. These guys, these have have so much data. That they can, and they have such a repeatable, talented golf swing, they could optimize everything. Yeah, and they're optimal right now. It's and it's not going to get much further. It, it, you're at you're at the high end of where they can go, 
it's not like they can go much further unless they open things up, like for the long drive guys. You're, you're I mean, it, I, I, and I find it fine. And I find we have plenty of golf courses with plenty of length. There's not a golf course right here where, you know, yes, the course in Abilene they used to use 20 years ago is too short. But that's it. The, guy, the course is here. Even Colonial's not too short. What, what was the winning score of Colonial last year? That's what I just said. Ten yeah. under? I mean, but I see, just, but they, don't, they only have two par fives, and every other shot is, is not straight, pretty much. You have to work it. So? So? That means that, that, means that, that, that you know, number one and number 11, you can still bomb one. Right. So, yeah, let them bomb Okay, them. so to your point, after all this debate, this is a lot of talk about nothing. They will not change one thing. I promise you. Yeah. But Which they, I'm happy about. They had to get the – but I'd like to see some changes. I'd like to see – hell, I'd like to see these pros instead of the Zurich. I'd like to see them do one club for an event. How many people would tune into that? I'll bet you a lot. Mm. That, that's something that has always intrigued you, and I've had no interest in it at all. It's probably why we as, at Ava Golfers never done it. I'm not intrigued by that at all. I am. I know I, you are. Because now it's creative. Yeah, but that's that's you and that's me, and you're not right, you're not wrong. It's just your that's what you're interested in, which one I'm interested. in. But I'm saying in. if you want to tweak stuff, the Zurich had it had it down the pat. Zur- the Zurich is awesome. The and I bet you team, did a one club. I the fact you... that they did that and you made New Orleans a much much better, much more more desirable event because you've got that two man deal. That's awesome. But um, and yes, so I think they did it. And I don't say. If the one club give it a shot, it may or may not work. I'm saying that the pros won't. You tune into it. The pros won't in, embrace it. Put that'll be money the, out there. That'll be, the, that'll be the lowest. Uh, Rick, they don't need to. So why do you they can put anything up? They don't. So need what, to. why do they do the Zurich? Because it's fun. They get to is play it? the buddy. Yeah, it's fun. Is it? Well, yeah. Maybe they can do it that way too. I, I'm saying golf's got to be thinking outside the box. There is no right or wrong idea until you implement it. Yeah. Then you see how it goes. All right, 9:17 on the ticket. Boy, we late. That was brought to you by the Alabama Golf uh, Trail, the Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail. A lot of nice courses out there. Check it out in uh, Avid Golfer Magazine because they're one of our sponsors. All right, up next, update to Craig's uh, car situation. I have a question to ask him next. There's a new name of the clubs, the Tribute and Old American. It'll be called the Golf Clubs at the Tribute. That will include Old American, and Tribute's going to change their name to Tribute Golf Links. So it's going to be one big happy family up there, share a clubhouse. So check that out up in the colony. 9.30, little SMU update. Uh, something that's kind of crazy going on for the past coach, and one of their alumni is retiring from the sport and going into something I think he'll do very well at. But first, the weather. We have a sponsor back there, Jay. DNM Leasing. Hey now. Good old DNM. All right, it's going to be like 65 today. And then tomorrow it's going to be like 63 and a little bit of rain. Craig and I are playing tomorrow. Hopefully. And then 47 on Monday, 46 Tuesday, 51 Wednesday, rain Tuesday, Wednesday, and then gets up in the mid 50s after that. So we're this is our idea of winter, I think. I can't figure out Texas anymore as far as weather goes. It's ridiculous. All right. A couple things. So let's get an update on Craig's car situation because there's been some play on that <clears throat> about you getting uh, hit by one of our customers. Yeah, which we don't, we can't identify. We had a video, but we can't, we can't see. He didn't have a front license plate, so we couldn't see. Uh-huh. Well, we knew it was, what the car was. So I finally got a hold of the police. 
and uh, the Irving Police Department. Really nice guy. A Officer Allen Lotspeech. Okay. Badge number 965. Mm -hmm. Good guy. And he's... he's City of Irving has two officers that do nothing but hit and runs. So this oh, is not an uncommon thing. they're busy. Thing. So I figured we'll just easily get this guy. It depends how much, you know, the officer, a police wants to do something, mm -hmm. right? Because he leaves right at our office and there's a there's a traffic light right there. And you can see ahead. the little camera Yep. when you go there. I always wave at it. <laughs> so I asked him, I said, so we can get this guy. Okay. And he goes, well, no, you can't. I said, why not? He goes, Irving, Steve Irving no longer has any cameras that record okay. at any of the traffic lights anymore. So those cameras that you see there are for what's going on now, but they don't record. All right. How about City of Irving? I have a hint. If you're going to save money on those cameras, use it to replace your potholes. Repair them, please. The worst streets in the history of ever. Well, they have the worst soil. I don't care. They, it's easy to fix them. You just yeah. put in some asphalt. Jesus. He said asphalt. I did. <laughs> That's the effect of the word. So, yes, the only good news was I got it from a being on my insurance to being a uninsured motors. Motorist. Motorist. Okay. Yeah. And so it was a very small deductible. But here's a question that I have for you. So it was... Twenty-five hundred dollars in damage. I don't even think they had to replace any parts, but the with the lights. Right. But they had to paint and do whatever. Your side panel. Yeah. Does that go on my Carfax? Only if insurance reports it. And they said no. Then it probably doesn't. So does that mean that if I would if I, if I if I have frame damage on my car, mm -hmm. and I say you know what I'm just gonna pay for that myself. I'm gonna pay for the repairs myself. I'm gonna say that's a little more egregious issue why? I, why but why because a, a, a <laughs> because a bent frame is not good no I, i'm not saying a bent frame is not good but i'm saying if i decide to pay for that myself is my do i still have a clean carfax you shouldn't not for a frame now i'm thinking of any company i might be totally talking out my rear but any company that does that for a living where they repair car frames chassis they should report. Well, so the car, so I asked that question. So yeah. I asked the body shop that I went to, and I said, do you guys report Carfaxes? We don't do the reporting of the Carfax. The insurance company does. Even if they repair a frame? Yep. Yeah, see, I, I think that's disingenuous because that's, that's some heavy stuff. And then I was like, well, um, my insurance company says they don't report the Carfax. Huh. And so I said, well, I must have a clean, I'll have a clean car. And one of the people that I, I spoke to who kind of knows things, because I think if you do a police report, it gets reported. goes on the Carfax. Yeah, it does. Are you sure? No. Yeah. But I'm thinking So it's it a does. gray area. You know, we're all worried about a clean Carfax, and when we're buying a car, it's like, Carfax got to be clean. Gotta be. And I'm wondering. So it's all bogus. I don't know. I'm thinking a lot of people would try and keep it off their insurance. And try and keep it off their car. So when they want to go sell the car, yeah. So how much more money do you save by it not being, or how much money do you make when you sell the car, if it's got a clean Carfax versus it's got a ding? I'm gonna tell you, you get more play if it's a clean Carfax. You might not get any more money for it. I don't know. Right. But uh, like we have an employee, it. we have an employee who's had a kid wreck their car. Right. And this employee's got 
went and got the parts and has an has a relative who's very handy and's going to uh-huh. fix the car. Right. That should be on a Carfax, but uh-huh. it won't. Right. That's why the Carfaxes are bogus. Then, if they're not reporting 100% of all all claims, or even not claims, are you just fixing it? That's disingenuous. I, I think. think it's hard to. It, it's. I think they're probably doing as good of a job as they can. Maybe? No, no, I'm talking about there should be a rule. Insurance companies should report it if it goes in a body shop. Because if I'm buying that car, I don't want to have the misinterpretation that that car is perfect when it's not. I understand. Even though they can clean. Okay. What's the obligation of the insurance company? I'm not sure, but I do know this. So when I got rear-ended, Mark, Mark, um, and I got it repaired by the manufacturer's uh, service division, Mm -hmm. right? Got got the same bumper, got the same... uh, because they have the the cameras back there, so cost more. I they cannot sell that as a uh, certified pre-owned. Even, right. Well, it makes no sense. I, I brought it back to factory factory specs. Nope, it's not the same. I said really. You know that's just the way it is. Right. And I'm not so, saying it's right. And so the guy next to you could have gotten hit like I did, uh-huh. and for twenty five hundred dollars damage, I'll just pay for that myself, and pay it, and it doesn't get only Carfax at all. And he turns that car in and goes, okay, we'll CPO this one. I guess it is a gray area because you, yours was purely cosmetic. When you start talking about the integrity of a car, yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't, disagree, and all I don't that disagree, stuff, but I, I just, would rather know everything. I, I just wonder where, like, you know, buyer beware here, right? We're all worried about, hey, clean car, clean car facts, clean car facts. That's what all we care about. You know, do we need to dive deeper a little bit? Do, you know, it's like buyer beware here. Just don't, just because it has a clean car facts doesn't mean the car wasn't hit. True. Yeah, right. I'll give you that. Okay, second question. So you made uh, a note last week that for since forever you had gone without a wedding ring. Uh huh. Then you bought one. Yeah. And you you talked about it, and then you didn't wear it all week. Yeah, it's really really hard. Once you once I go work out, I gotta take it off. It's rubber. And I forget. It it still left a mark. It's rubber. Like I wore it last night when we went out. Uh huh. So, Just asking. Yeah, it's 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 not easy. It's not easy. No, I need to get one like you where it's metal that. Um, it Wait, you gonna take it off? Any, you, now I take this off when I go work out because I don't want to get scratched up with the barbells and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. My intent was You're good. You're just a mess. That's not a mess. I, I, I I'm enjoying life right now. Nine thirty-four with a bloody Mary and. 934 on the ticket. City of Arlington and their three golf courses. Texas Rangers hosted the Corn Ferry event in April. Tierra Verde and Lake Arlington. By the way, we should go play. We should go play out there. It's going to be Corn Ferry conditions. Not yet. It's still February, dude. Well, it's the beginning of April, right? So in about three or four weeks, it'll be perfect. Right after we're done with our best of private clubs issue, we go out and play Texas Rangers. All right, up next. SMU. Just trying to get an excuse to go play that course. I, I love that you course. You don't need an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> One of their alumni is retiring from, from golf, and he's going into something else, and I think he's going to do really well at it. We'll talk about that next on the ticket. Hey, so uh, as you're typing, it's uh, 940 on the tee box, and I'm listening here to the Rolling Stones. My wife's a huge Rolling Stone fan. Got any interest in seeing them at the Cotton Bowl? Kind of do. Really? Yeah. I mean, I always wonder how many more times are they going to be around. So I just think open air for them. I don't know, man. So I, 
told her, I said, Let's, so we looked at the schedule, and I said, if you love them so much, and she does, the only indoor place that they're playing is in St. Louis. I told her, I, said, I bet the tickets will be cheaper there. Maybe. And I don't mind spending the weekend at St. Louis and going to see that concert there if that makes if, if that's what you want to do. I think it'd be a so much better concert. All right, that Rolling Stones mention is brought to you by Elite Golf, Southern Oaks, Irving Golf Club, which has been totally redone, and Whitestone. So check them out. It's been redone, too. Yes, it has. <clears throat> All right, at 9.50, we'll mix with Country Force. And we haven't done this on the show, but this was one of my first interviews. It was with one Kobe Bryant. It was a lot of fun. And we'll and that's and there that's where one of his best drops came from. And we'll talk about we'll play really? replay it at 9:50. So SMU's been on the news lately because their one-time coach, who's really good, had some issues at home. I mean, he's got he had a wife that had breast cancer, and it uh, thought it was just was going to be you know you eliminate that or you get a mastectomy, and but it turned into something else, and she passed away. <clears throat> he has two children. And then um, the in-laws wanted a piece of that pie. They said they had changed the insurance and uh, the beneficiary. It's it's a model mess, and we don't want to get into it too much just because I don't know who's telling the truth. No. It's he said, she said. <clears throat> it's probably a little bit of truth on both up, both sides, which is typically how it goes. Depends how much you accentuate it. We wish him the best. I can't imagine. I think the toughest job in the world is being a single parent. Yep. I don't think anything's And especially doing it the way he had to do it. Yes. You know? So he uh, relinquished his job at, at the SMU uh, or the SMU golf team, and now he's just trying to get through it. Yeah. And I, I can only imagine what he's going through. Yeah, Chris Parrott, Chris Parrott is now the new coach. He's a good guy. I watched him grow mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, remember Frank Parra Chevrolet. Yep. That his that was his grandfather. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, Chris is a good egg. He played at SMU, and uh, I, I I he was a member of the same club I was. Tim, his dad Tim. I played basketball with us, and uh, so I watched Chris grow up. He's, I'm, I'm actually rooting for him. Good. Well, before we get to uh, their one of their alumni, I have like 10 gift cards here worth $25 here at Union Brewing Company, right on the southwest southeast corner of the tollway in 121. First 10 people that come by, get them. Really? So if you're coming here for lunch anyway, 25 bucks. But right hurry, because we're off the air at 10.07. Yeah, so you got 20 minutes to get here. So check it out. 25 bucks. You get a $25 gift certificate. I'm going to say if you get here by 10.07, mm-hmm. you're probably going to get one of those 10. You might. Yeah. But if no, you're driving you around I'm the area. Almost guarantee it. It's worth it. So check it out. Otherwise, I'm taking them. All right. Uh, That's why he waited till 9.43 to no, put them on the air. No, I completely lost it. What, what's that? What's that, Tanner? Sweet and spicy shrimp. Sweet and spicy shrimp. Oh, yeah, lovely. Nice. Okay. Need some room for that. <clears throat> put that on her. There you go. Wow, that looks gorgeous. Thank you, sir. All right, so the other news about SMU Cheers, mate. is Colt Nost, who's kind of a fun guy, a little roly-poly guy, doesn't hit it very far, but he's got a great sense of self-deprecating humor. And he tried, he had a really bad wrist injury. Yep. He's never really been able to come back. When from he it. was rehabbing at Troy Van Beesen's office was mm-hmm. the same time my son was rehabbing his shoulder. Right. And my son used to make sure he was there at the same time that Right. Colt, because Colt would hold court and be funny, funny. as hell. Funny yep. as hell. Anyway, he's retiring. He'd been dabbling a little bit on the Golf Channel, uh, doing a little bit of play-by-play, a little bit of commentating. He's one of those guys, he's like 
guess he's like a Gary McCord. You know, had a decent tour career. But he didn't. He, he was, was a U.S. Boot. Amateur champ. He though. did. Yeah. So, you know that U.S. Amateur bar was high. That US, being a U.S. Amateur champion, boy, that's so hard to do. I it agree. It doesn't guarantee a success. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But we wish him good things, and and if, and if he does well, CBS should, should snatch him up because they need some more fun. Yes, frivolity, something. Otherwise, it sounds like they're 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 commentating at a funeral, and it's just boring as hell. Yep. So, so there you go. All on that. All right, it's 9.45 on the ticket. That was brought to you by Ewing Automotive, a new client of ours. Mercedes-Benz of Plano. Yeah. I'm reviewing their C43 this month. That is a fun car. And Ewing Buick GMC, both in, uh, in Plano. So you go by and see them, say thank you. All right, up next, we're going to mix with Country Force, and we're going to replay... Yay. An interview I did with Kobe Bryant I think you'll enjoy next on The Ticket. Well, great time to eat. Oh, my God. The food here is off the They had a... So they were proud to give us a Reuben. I won't talk about the Jewish heritage there. I brought you a Reuben. But that's okay. I'm good. It was delicious. Great corned beef. It was really, really good. But I've never had that before. Flatbread? A Monte Cristo flatbread. Sweet. That was off the charts. Monte Cristo sandwich has jelly. It's ham. It's usually ham and cheese fried. And jelly. And jelly. Yeah. And usually they sprinkle it with uh, powdered sugar. Yeah. I think you dip it in the jelly, right? That. They have the the stir-fry shrimp, which is awesome. I get steak and eggs for breakfast. I mean, this place is money. There's a lot of places that, that tout trying to come up with uh, intriguing and, and innovative things on the menu, we this place had, delivers. We already had people come in and get their little gift cards. Yeah, you can want to come by uh, if you're driving around. Uh, we have uh, 13 minutes. I'm going to give you about, yeah, I'm going to give you 15 minutes. I'll still be here. $25 gift cards if you come in. Uh, and believe See, Where's me, the tea box? It's worthy. It's at Union Bear Brewing on the southeast corner of the tollway at 121. That's what we do. We give. All right, next week, brand new client. We're like the male version of Oprah. Craig will not be here. He's going to be in Kansas City, but I'll be with a special mystery guest. We're going to be at Mini Cooper of Plano. Nice. Right? In fact, it's Class BMW's new uh, know, new store. My wife has always wanted a, a Mini. Well, there you go. Since they first came out, she goes, you know, that looks like the most fun car ever. She should tra- test drive one. So we'll be there next week. And without further ado, I want to thank uh, Tanner Fleming. And Tony Smith from 33 Restaurant Group for having us out here. We and whatever investor we're supposed here. to mention every time because he wants to see hear his name on Preston. Radio. Preston is that yep. his name? Preston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I want to thank Kern out of your engineering back at the station, Jay King and Russell Scott. I'm sure uh, we'll have plenty of uh, fodder for the open next week that Craig will not hear. But without further ado, we bring on one country force. Gentlemen, Eli, hello. Hi. Gold Dust Twins, how are you guys doing? Good day, mates. <laughs> Good day indeed. How are you? Good. We are fine. <laughs> I bet you are. That's, that's like the third time you've used the good day, mate, today. Are you feeling hey, very Australian? No. No. Did I really use that more than once? Yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. 
Or not <laughs> oh, no need I'm to apologize. Sure anything no, I like it. it. Yeah, it's great. Keep it in your repertoire. It's a new Craig. Uh, I'm not sure after Aussie Craig, Craig. Talks, if anything registers at, or if it just goes out into space. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> Oh, anyway, he's now he's in a, a button working his on a pants. Foster's over there. <laughs> no, yeah, he unbuttoned his pants because he ate too much. Oh God, no, that's not sexy you know, at all. I've never even had it. I've never had a Foster's because it's so damn big. It's like I can't drink that much beer. In one it's a little heavy too. Is it a little bit? A little bit. Not not. I I do like the the packaging. I do like the oil can look. It's kind of cool. Yeah. All right. So people have been asking me about which people. People. Okay. Uh, about the interview I did with Kobe Bryant, I want to say this was back. That was forever ago, right? Like year 2000, maybe? Something like that. Anyway, what happened was the backstory is, as Ty and Eli know, every once in a while you have to go chase tape. It means you have to go yes. get interviews, get sound for the tickers. And I'm sitting, uh, it's right at the end of Laker practice with the Mavs. And I'm sitting in one of those, one of the chairs that they use for the players, uh, right on the court. And I'm just waiting for it to end. And Kobe didn't practice. He was resting or he was doing something. <clears throat> so he s- sits down right next to me. I said, hey, this, I'm thinking this can either be a Curtis Strange nightmare or this might actually be something. I said, Mr. Brown. Was Brian. he a star already? Oh, yeah. Okay. He's a star. Oh, he was a star right. in high school. <laughs> Yeah. I want to say he was about 23, 24-ish. I don't okay, know, somewhere so in there. Okay, it's been four or five years. <clears throat> Wait, wasn't he yeah. the youngest ever all-star starter before Luca? I think so. I'll go hey, maybe, with that. Maybe have been plausible. younger than Luca. Sounds plausible. And I said, hey, do you mind if I ask you a few questions if you're not too busy? He goes, no, hit me. So this is back when I was doing the S-A-A-A-Q. I used to call it the standard Arnett Athletic Aptitude Quotient. And I would give them common sense questions, see how many they could get right. And so this is how I started with Kobe. And this is where you'll find the drop where he says, I wish we knew. I wish we knew. Okay, we're talking to and Kobe let's Bryant, start it up, Jay. Los Angeles Lakers. Now we're going to play a little game here. These are some like cultural interest questions. How many feet are in one mile? How many feet are in one mile? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a flying start. <laughs> Can't get any help, you know. Yeah, that's a good one, right? I don't know. 5,280. Yeah, yeah. Who's on the $5 <laughs> bill? Oh, God. Man. I don't know. Doesn't carry anything that low. Carry anything lower than a, than a C-note? No, I've, I've been rolling with Shaq. Shaq doesn't carry anything less than Benjamin's. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's on the $20 bill? No. You don't have an ATM card? I do. I don't look at it. I don't pay attention to things like that. All right. What's the westernmost state in the United States? What? The westernmost state. It would have to be California. No. It'll be Hawaii. Oh, shit. Trick question. I'm sorry. <laughs> I kind of bagged you on that one. Yeah. How many uh, pints are in one gallon? Do you even right, know that? Stop it. Stop yeah, it real quick. Yeah. Stop it, Jay. Okay. Does anybody know how many pints are in a gallon? Eight. Okay. Would you have got that, Eli and Ty? No. Probably not. All right. If you'd have given me a minute Continue. to think about it, maybe. Continue. Do you even know that? I know that one. I don't. I have no idea. Okay, how many court? How many courts are in a gallon? I have no idea. <laughs> Two, right? <laughs> Two. Yeah, how many half gallons are in a gallon? 
I don't know. This is common interest stuff. This is for everyday life. Let me, let me know. Wait. Who shot Martin Luther King? Yeah, I wish we knew. <laughs> what, what's the, what's the, in the history books, what do they say? That must be a trick question. We both lie. You don't think it was James Earl Ray? Nope. Another conspiracy? I think it's tough to tell. I think everybody has different opinions on that matter. Hmm. All right. Hmm. I wish we knew. And there you go. He was fun. He was I, I got to give you some credit for that because it does take a, a pretty good cast Thank iron set out. to just sit down and essentially start asking a bunch of questions that you know he has no idea. I mean, well, come on now. Did, if you asked 100 people how, who's on the $5 bill, how many, how many get that right? i got to think people, most people know Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, prob bill, it's probably it. less than you think. I'm, gonna, I'm going with Eli on that. Now, I will say. I mean, how, how many, how many times have you seen these segments where uh, Jay Leno or Conan or whoever just right. goes out and starts wandering the, the streets street. and asking people similar questions, and they are all the biggest bunch of idiots. They don't yep. know anything. People don't know anything. Or, or you uh, you can't handle being uh, asked a question on the spot. That's true. I mean, some people just that they panic and, and oh, right. man, I know this, but since you put me on the spot, I don't have a clue. But I think by and large, there's just a lot of really dumb people <laughs> rolling around. <laughs> Well, the westernmost state was Hawaii. Yeah. Right? That was easy. Yeah. Makes well, sense, yeah. Well, maybe. Um, the eight pints yeah. in a gallon would trip some people up. I would think a lot of people would know how many feet are in a mile. I yes. know it was yeah. like 5,200. I don't know if I know exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, 52 yards are in a mile? 17-something? Mm -hmm. 1766? Mm -hmm. Something like that? 60. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that was fun. He was great, and uh, he seemed like a good I sport, which is good. I wonder. He was a great sport. I wonder, better than Curtis Strange. A hmm. few months ago, being older, you know, he was twenty-three when you did that. Mm -hmm. I wonder if you did it when he was thirty-five, how much better he would have answered those. I don't know, and I don't care, <laughs> because that was gold back then, and yeah. I always appreciated that, and um, I honestly wish there would be more of those asked it uh in interviews than just hey how'd you play last night what'd you think how's, th how's you your jump shot going because you're gonna get cliche answers yeah but yeah. people are so scared to do that because you you can't do that in a locker room post game like the situation you caught him in where it was like during practice and he wasn't practicing you kind of got him at a moment where he's not just locked into what just happened and he's not giving your textbook media answers post game like you can't go, you can't go into the Mavericks locker room after a game where they just win, the, lose, whatever. You can't the, go in there and start asking them like, oh, oh well, uh, who assassinated Martin Luther King? You're going to get thrown out of there in about two seconds if you, if you start win, with that. If they win, yes, and I'll beg to differ because uh, when Corby interviewed Shaq, it was always in the locker room after a game. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. It happens. But, you got to. Here's but, the thing: when you hear bits on the ticket. You don't know how many times that interviewer's been turned down. So, the ones you hear on the air are the ones that are gold. And even if, and even if they didn't turn you down, but it turns out to be a mess, you don't air that either. I remember. So. I remember. Um, this was 20 years ago. 
and the magazine was sponsoring a golf tournament that John O'Hurley was having, okay. Peter, Peterman on Seinfeld. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it was every B-level Perfect. celebrity that was there. Right. And we were there, and all of a sudden, Corby shows up mm-hmm. after a first uh, practice round or whatever. And it was people like Alice Cooper was there. Herb Tarlick from WKRP was there. Ricky Schroeder, awesome. Alfonso Ribeiro. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the 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 son on Pretty Woman, the guy who's the, the son, son of the, the son who the company they're trying to buy and break apart. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The son was there. I think his name was John Daly, even I don't remember, but um, and so those light level people, uh, yeah, were they there. get it. They get it. And so Corby comes up and he's he very sheepishly walks up to me and goes, "How's everybody's mood?" Mm-hmm. I said, it's fun. Why? He goes, I'm going to try to do the overcursor. Cusser. Overcusser, yeah. And, yeah. He, and he was so stressed. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I got to see it firsthand. He, and the first guy who goes up to was Jim McMahon, mm-hmm. and who was absolutely hammered. Right. And I think they went, they cursed back and forth to each other for about <laughs> three minutes, and Corbett's like, well, I can't use any of this, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go left. And then he went up to Alice Cooper. Right. And I'll, I mean, I'll never forget it. It's like I, watching him be so nervous mm-hmm. to go up to a guy and go do something like this. That's you, why it took. You don't see that. You don't see when we listen to the overcusser or, or whatever we listen, the bits that you listen to. You don't know what they go through. But that was, I, I just, I saw that as a wow. And Alice Cooper was awesome. He just wouldn't, he just wouldn't break. Right. But uh, thanks but yeah, for coming out. Just just watching that was pretty awesome. By the way, before we uh, sign off, I still have a few left. People are coming in for these $25 gift certificates at Union Brewing Company. Union Southeast Corner. What did I say? Union Brewing. Oh, I just shortened it. Yeah, close uh, Union Bear Brewing Company, Southeast Corner of the Tollway in 120. I'll be here for about another 10, 15 minutes. So, but uh, yeah, those interviews are fun, but they're always. You never know what's going to happen. And you, if you have gold, you can't wait get, to get back to the station to re, to uh, to record it, you know, and get it ready for the show. Well, well the thing you, I remember. Go the, ahead. the thing I was going to say is that the the issue, and you might not, if you're a reporter, or you're a person that's going to go do a wacky bit, you might not even care about this. But it, it's not so much as much the the player you're worried about. It's when you're in the middle of a group of reporters that are on deadline that have their serious reports to do. Like Tom doing the 1920s reporter guy. Those mm-hmm. guys, when Tom asks his wacky question and it shuts down an interview, I've been in there when he does it, and the glares that they give him, and the, they are so pissed at him because he's cut an interview short. And, again, you might not care about that, but you've got that, you've got that whole gaggle of reporters around you that, right. are, that are just about ready to kill you because they've right. got to write their serious report. That plays a factor, too, that you're like, oh, man, these guys are about to, like, tear me apart because I didn't let them talk to Wayne Gretzky afterwards or, you know, Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's a big minefield out there, and you got to know how to maneuver your way through the, uh, through the danger. But when you get it, you were so euphoric oh, yeah. that you got a cool player that was willing to talk. I remember when I did the Ken Griffey interview, and I was asking him, one of the first things I would ask guys like that is, can you name any of the four Beatles? And he looked like I had seven eyes. Was, <laughs> really? What? Who are the Beatles? I, who are the Beatles? And he had no idea. And I and and I started ragging on him. He goes, "Okay, name me anybody on the Wu Tang Clan." Mm-hmm. And I went, "Uh huh, I get it. <laughs> I get it. 
So, but those guys are really fun, and, and if you get them on a good day, like before a game or they've just won, it's amazing. And then you get this herd mentality because people want to hear how how dumb or 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 crazy their teammates are because right. they'll be laughing at them while they're messing up. By the way, westernmost uh, state is Alaska, not Hawaii. I had to look it up. See, we didn't even Finally. know. Yeah, I know. But anyway, those are those are the times that where it's really oh, we got fun. it wrong. I just said Hawaii. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's right. Yeah. So those things are fun. And uh, so what was the best golf one you ever did? Because you did a lot. You did them for about 15 straight years. You'd go I on did. Tuesday and interview a bunch of people. Boy, that's a tough one. Um, Remember, you did Hideki Matsuyama once, and you said that he was fun. He was fun through an interpreter. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Uh huh. Yeah. And I don't think the interpreter gave him the right question. I think he, <laughs> That's I think he totally threw my wheels off, you know, what's your favorite car? And he'd say, like, uh, you know, a rose. <laughs> you know, <laughs> some stupid thing I had. And I said, well, okay, I see where this is going. And I just kept asking more off-the-wall questions, and then his answers had nothing to do with my question <laughs> because the translator was sabotaging everything. But, uh, you know, for all the times you uh, you get turned down, for every Curtis Strange there is or something, when you get some gold, it, it's it's really fun, and it, it yeah. definitely humanizes everybody. Yep. It's more fun that way. Let's say so uh, we're going to talk about XFL and Country Force Yes, today? a little XFL, man. Maybe just a little bit. You're going to have a guest on? So if I had to, if you had to pick a DraftKings team for <laughs> country for uh, XFL right now, would you be able to do it somewhat intelligently? No. No, I'd need a couple weeks to watch the I mean, I could go pull up league. some rosters and probably yeah. give you an idea. but. Okay, so do this. Pull up. Pull up the DraftKings, and I never heard of this wide receiver before. The number one expensive wide receiver is number one on DraftKings for XFL. On the ticket. Rashad Ross. The Rashad Ross. I have no idea. Do you know him? No. And he says he's the most expensive. He is $10,400. If you play DraftKings, you realize that's expensive for a – Wide receiver for anybody, but the interesting thing about it is, as I look up Rashad Watch, it says Ross is listed as a second-string wide receiver behind DeAndre Tompkins and Malachi Dupree. So he's the most expensive, yet he's a second stringer. Hmm. Maybe Makes he's no a, a, that's a possession bad, that's guy. A bad scouting report. He's a he's a goal line possession. He's from guy. Arizona State. And Second it? most expensive is Sammy Coates. I kind of Sammy Coates. Oh, Sammy Coates. Oh, no. Former Auburn great. It's an NFL guy. No, Mick, Mick, Auburn, Auburn and Pittsburgh Mick, Steelers. Nikolai McKay is second most expensive. Dan Marino. Who's Dan, Dan, Dan Marino? Dan Marino. Yeah, he's coming out of retirement. He didn't. You guys didn't hear that. Nikolai <laughs> McKay. Who's the Who's the starting quarterback? The leading quarterback. Leading quarterback is Landon Josh Jones? Johnson. Josh Johnson played oh, for the Redskins right. a little bit last right? year. Josh Johnson. No. Yeah, he's a journeyman. And Second. Then, Cardell Jones. Marino. Oh, Cardell Jones, yes. former Ohio State. State, great. And then Matt McGloin. Matt oh, McGloin. All right, Matt McGloin, Penn State guy. With the New York Guardians. So, so, Lan- so Landry <laughs> Jones is fifth. He may not play tomorrow. They haven't announced yet. He's Who's dealing with a knee injury. Who's for the Philip for Nelson. The Renegades? Philip Nelson? Yes. Very Do good. Do we have an Do we S- know who he is? Uh, he's a player. He's a quarterback, and uh, he is the backup quarterback for the uh, Dallas Des- uh, Renegades. Yep, there you go. All right. Gotta okay, go. so Gotta go. last thing. Last thing. Ask Over, it. under for attendance tomorrow. Uh, Eight. 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 Yeah, I wish we knew. No. Well, I, I'm going with four, so. 
I'll take you over. Live from the TXU Energy Mothership at Victory Plaza, hard by the AAC. This is Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 FM, The Ticket. KTCK AM, Dallas, Fort Worth. KTCK FM, Flower Mound. A cumulus station.